You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimal of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! blinking and you know what that means and all the numbers are still it's been a week for them to update this code and yet still all the numbers are just laying on top of each other in the only browser that this app allows us to use so it's not like it's a browser issue it's cool it's just a you know zen they have a i think they have a zen approach towards business it's sad say say, we'll figure it out we'll figure you know we'll do it tomorrow that kind of thing which is my favorite we just lost like four episodes back to back to back to back because your shit didn't work right we'll figure it it out man you know it's like uh it's like kind of like a co-op you got the episode you were supposed to have oh Oh, we uh, you know zencaster is so small and there's so few users that they actually listen to every episode that gets downloaded and they're like yeah yeah we love that one around the office which is like an apartment with a business address, like an LLC. Yeah, of course. Oh, we, we, I, I have my art business here. It's Ugh. your house. That sucks. That's a, that's so funny. It's the same address as your apartment. Yeah, but it's my business. <laughs> it's it's my it's art. Sort of... It's I, I used to, I ran an art business for six years. You know, you lived in that apartment for six years. Well, no, it was an art business. <laughs> I love people like that. There's a dude who uh, we, we know. We know, no, well, we, as in me and Gab, no. Uh, I don't believe you've ever met him. Ever met? I don't know why in any weird, if you had met him, it'd be the weirdest, most uh, <laughs> random thing on earth, uh, whose life is actually that. Like, it's great. dude has, uh, by any measure, a desirable job, and then has, like, I guess is married to a woman who's doing that thing, but it's working, and then they have all this other shit going really right in their life. It's so fucking frustrating to talk to this dude. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Oh, amazing. It was like I, when I saw him as he was talking about like 
a house they bought and all these like details and I'm like, ooh, that's that's mad nice, dude. <laughs> like this is mad nice. It's like your life is mad nice. It's cool. We've got those um, Rococo columns on back order. We don't know when they're gonna come. <laughs> we had we just there was a there was an artisan down the street and he just made them by hand. For, he was just bored. He just did it for like fifty bucks. It's a very Brooklyn job. Yeah. Oh, I uh, so you know like over in a loud you know loud bar. What do you do? I refurbish Rococo like original Rococo columns. So close to accurate. That's this, a good lie. Uh, the story. If I was uh, young, if I know I'm young, but if I was single and uh, on the prowl in Brooklyn, that's what I would do. I refurbish Rococo. Yeah, original Rococo, touched by Zeus. There's a dude who his only job is making bespoke eyeglasses, and they're beautiful, and they cost so much money per pair that it would knock you on your ass. But it's still like, damn, this guy's really, this guy worked it out. It's all right. One of the members, one of the guitarists from Anthrax is now an artisanal watchmaker and makes... Is it Scott Ian or other guitarist? Other guitarist. Frankie other Benali, guitarist. Cool. Frankie Benata. I don't know. That's really guy. fucking cool. That's great. Yeah, the guy with the... Now, is he a real watchmaker or is he a fucking dude who puts quartz movements inside a fucking kit and he's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> I think he's got like a little warehouse near LaGuardia and he's just like, oh, I make watches, I guess. Yeah. yeah, sure you do. Like fucking Shinola, that fucking <laughs> bogus ass fucking watch spot, no. taking a twenty dollar Timex and slapping it into some fucking old timey shit. Here you go, four hundred dollars. Saddest thing it's I ever quartz. saw. Four hundred fifty dollars now. Are you kidding me? It's like it's ticking. What are you talking? Four hundred fifty for what? Like what? This is made of like it, this is like copper. You pulled it out of somebody's house and smashed a fucking like a a fucking a Skagen into and are you serious? Four hundred and fifty dollars for this comes in a wood box. But what what does it mean? It does. There's nothing in it. What are you talking about? He polishes it. Polishes it. With his, he polishes it with his sleeve. How about now? Yeah, no, how about now? How about now? Fucking chambray sleeve. It's made in America. Still wearing a half shirt. Like, oh, just ready in case I get the call. For anthrax. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, I learned of that watchmaking thing from there behind the music. And also, uh, that was sad enough, but then they showed, oh, we had a major setback when our practice space burned down. Yeah, this that, was a that, band that would constitute a pretty major fucking setback. Well, yeah, yeah. But All of for... Scott Ian's Judge Dredd paraphernalia fucking melted. <laughs> well, for a band that's supposed to be part of the big four or the big three, depending on how you look at it, for thrash music, they're supposed to be have made a somewhat of some amount of money. But it was in like a house in like below Peekskill, and it was in like the second floor of a house, and it was looked like the all, the place the practice spaces we used to have. I think that's kind of sick. Like, I would like to think that if I had some sort of musical success, that I, rather than get a big practice space, like, you watch the Wilco documentary, and they're like, yeah, this is our loft where we write the song. You know, like, <laughs> I would like to think that I would move totally backwards in the opposite direction and just start playing on Epiphones in, like, yeah, in, in like, the, I, in the old basement we used to record yeah. in. We, you should, know, we, we used to practice with, like, the that. dirt floors. We, we did. You know, we wrote a lot of good songs on the dirt floor. Back then, well, no, none of us. Uh, I mean, it's funny to think about that. None of our amps were pointed in I remotely toward anybody else. So no. it's just like <laughs> we're writing songs off the diminishing returns off like the uh, the furnace. So like, yeah, it sounds weird. Wonder why. Yeah, it's great. No, it's a it's a pretty good basement. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, we can. Uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> we got a ton of stuff going on. We got on. a lot of stuff. This is four-year anniversary, Andrew. This is. I am glad you said that because I would have gone this whole episode and then fucking forgotten once we pressed stop. This is the four-year anniversary. I can't believe I, I never. I'm never a person who pays that much attention to time. I think time robs people of their spirit. We should be on episode 208 right now. Did you figure it out? Yeah, that wasn't too hard. It was 52 times 4. Fuck. How are we going to get there? We are on episode 138, which is spooky. Considering uh, considering we basically took the summer off. and (laughs) It seems like we took a lot of summers off. We did. I think we just take the summer off. I think we just get... Hang on one second. Okay. Hey, my Thai food is here. I'll be right back. Okay. Thai food being code for drugs bought off Instagram. So keep watching Jeopardy 24 hours a day and call this number. Yeah, dumb son of a bitch. You don't watch it 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Alex Trebek. And yeah, son of a bitch. Huh? Wait a minute. Run that by me again. I don't understand that. I didn't pause. All right, let's start cutting. There's a daily cash prize of $1,000 and fuck. Dollars, 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 and dollars. Ah, fuck. Son of a bitch. Somebody here tell me why? Here's a little hint. (laughs) Pick up, take one. $25,000. It's all on the same tape. How are they going to lose it? $25,000, $50,000, $25,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $50,
each of us gives $150 to a, res- a responsible third party. And uh, when one of us drops the ball on the schedule, that $150 gets like donated to a charity that we would rather lose a finger than donate uh, money to in our name or <laughs> oh something something like that. It's something to keep us on uh, on point. That's a great idea. I will never miss a podcast. I'll do the, I'll, I don't care. I'll never miss a podcast if that happens. That's the, like, it It would be, it, you would fucking bet on the Niners with that 150 oh, bucks then. God. You, and if you win, you wouldn't get any of the fucking money. Oh, I wouldn't. I mean, supporting the Niners is just the human fallacy. That's dark. Fucking awful. So bad. <laughs> Football's great, though. Seahawks are doing amazingly. Football was real. Like, the weeks three through, like, six were straight shit. Like, oh, there yeah. were two weeks in a row here where I barely watched football. I, like, turned it on in the background as I cleaned the house. That was about the, the commitment level. But finally, like, all the shitty games are through when things are starting to get interesting. Oh, my God. So the last game, right, Doug Baldwin, who's a receiver, threw a per- – uh, no, I wouldn't say a perfect, but a nice rainbow pass to Russell Wilson – Oh, quarterback. That was really good. That Highly was really unusual. good. <laughs> Highly unusual. Playing, toying like like uh, like a cat that has a, like a, a wounded mouse. That's what we were using. We were doing to the Eagles. It was great. And I witnessed that situation with because I live with two cats now, which is great. And they're both brothers, and they're both really strong, like beefy. Like these cats would be bouncers if they were humans. They'd just be like beefy awesome. dudes. And they're toying. This morning, I woke up. I heard a ruckus. And it woke me up. I had today off. And they have a bee, a big bumblebee, like the size of my thumb, at bay. And they're getting stung. They don't care. And they're just slowly stomping it to death. And I was like, nature is so cool. That was the, uh, what was the club in Troy where that guy got stomped to death out front? <laughs> that, was, the Hudson, that was the that club of, uh, yeah. of your living room. Hudson Duster. Hudson Duster, that yeah. That was the guy Dude gets who... Fucking, gets fucking booted to death in the front of the spot. That was the guy who not only said, they don't know about my elbows. When they, when questioned, God, you don't know about right. my elbows, dude. You and don't apparent, know and, about my elbows. And he was caught because he was wearing Adidas Sambas. Made the tactical error of wearing Adidas Sambas, first of all. And the, the serious sartorial error of wearing Adidas Sambas. And they matched the print on the guy's face to his oh, samba. Fuck. And that's how he was caught. Damn. Instead of, th- you know, you're right near the river, and instead of running and throwing your shoes in the river and then turning around with both middle fingers up. And just walking around with no shoes on like everyone else in Troy, and be like, no, it's fine. No, no. Wear uh, shoes. Uh, no, I just got, uh, just got double socks. Double socks. Some tough skins. Remember tough skins? Japanese socks? thing. Yeah, it's, a t- it's, a, it's, a t- I'm more like, it's like I'm a kid and I'm just running around in my socks outside. Do you ever do that? <laughs> Remember tough skin? I do that as an adult sometimes. I have to bring garbage down. Like, eh, you know what? I was going to take these socks and <laughs> throw them in the laundry soon anyway. Sears used to make a brand of socks called Tough Skins that had like awesome. rubberized bottoms so you wouldn't slip and fall. But I used to wear them outside like shoes. Way before people wore the, the feety shoes. I'm advanced. So, <laughs> so yeah. in these four years, what have we learned? Um... I think we've become, I think we can call ourselves professional podcasters. I think so. Uh, we've gotten from episodes one through, I don't know, like the, the the first like 40 or 50 or so were pretty, I would say heavily edited, but there was a lot of like, uh, and like stopping yeah. and figuring shit out. 
for the most part, these go through pretty unedited now. Like mm-hmm. the only time I go through is when it's like something. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm taking this part out entirely. Like this is this shit. detracts, but I don't and I don't even remember. So it's, yeah. sometimes I remember and I'm like, oh, whatever. The struggle is often I don't remember either, and then I'll when we're doing this, uh, and we go down a path, and I'm like, all right, I clearly know this is not going to make the cut. Like obviously, like this shit about me going to fucking pick up Thai food. I'll drop a marker into uh, into my recording software, and then when I sync up later, it's cool. Except that I don't like drop a detailed marker that tells me what the problem is. It's just a flag that says, "Hey, there's something wrong here." So listen back on five minutes on either end of this, and maybe you'll be able to figure it out. Not a precise system. It's fine though, but, honestly. Yeah. And these are the thing. The reason why I don't remember is, is these are conversations that we would probably have anyway. Yeah, it's it's entirely. That's <laughs> what I try. To... There's a lot of times where I I'll play it back after not listening to, or after we recorded a few days earlier and have no recollection as to what's coming next. It's the best, and I, I think we're so funny still. I listen. I my favorite thing is on Tuesday morning to listen to it on the way to work, and I'm like dying because I'm like we're so funny, and I don't remember any of what we're saying. So it's like I'm listening to people I don't know. It's what great. a gift this humor is. What a, what gift. a gift. It's a gift to gab. You know. And you, oh, so you literally have the gift of gab. That, that is true. Sitting behind me right now, having Thai food, enjoying yourself. So when I said hello, and uh, how's your, speaking of eating, I mean, we're going to get back to, this is an extravaganza. We're going to get back to four years strong of overnight drive. We have so a lot of our OG people are still with us, which is great. But I have to talk about Thanksgiving. How was yours? Uh, great. Didn't do anything. I didn't do shit. It was really nice. Although, Young Box and I traveled to Glens Falls to spend Thanksgiving with my parents. Oh, that must have been a real cut-up right there. It was a cut-up. It was wonderful. My father transformed into, like, a, a wise old man who, it, who, who was on his best behavior. I had wow. never seen him in this mode He must before. have been screamed at after you left last time. I don't know. My mom, my mom and Young Box got wine drunk and were just, Excellent. like, talking, you know, and it was really cute. And I was just on my phone playing uh, Airline Manager 2, half watching football. And fucking Sam, God, football was so funny. Not only because <laughs> fucking Sam, I, was, I called it. I was, my mom and I were watching football. And we, we were like, that's our thing. We love watching football. And I said, we, I said watch, Sam Bradford is famous for throwing bat, back-breaking interceptions like like. <laughs> Like franchise-ending interceptions. Like they'd be highlights on fucking uh, on ESPN if they were to the proper receiver. They would be they're incredibly yeah. athletic fucking pick sixes. But he throw and it's like he went out of his way with forty three seconds left. Right. This goes out to listener Tyler, who is a Vikings fan, which equates to fucking putting a gun in your mouth every week. He, 43 seconds left, throws a perfect spiral pick between the numbers of a linebacker. And the dude <laughs> runs it in for a perfect pick six touchdown. And Sam Bradford just went, damn. And he read his voice. He read his lips. And he was like, damn. Like, I'd say a lot more than just damn. Sir, you just lost the fucking Thanksgiving Day fucking game, dude. <laughs> like, they're going to stop mowing your lawn for that one. <laughs> I mean, if this was any, if this was a real, if they, I mean, Minneapolis probably isn't a real city. We've been there. We've been there. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't remember much of it. I remember going to some place that had diamond plate metal all over the walls and trying to get a pizza and leaving without getting that it. Was that, worse, was, that was, that was where Steve Hegner checked his bank balance. 
<laughs> and was like, I can't go for that. No, wait, you know what? This was a different time in Minneapolis, but that was the same restaurant. Oh, is that right? Wow, we went there and had pizza, no problem. But the first time we went there, it was Steve, Steve Hegner was like, ATM checked his balance, somehow money, you know, like somehow he thought he should have a certain amount of money and he didn't. Had negative money. And he's like, I can't go for that. He needs to go home, flew home on Delta. Remember that? Big, big fucking change in my life that day. Yeah. Well, you got the call. I got the call, man. The I, was, I was at the dentist. I was all fucking, I was all fucked up. I am the one who brought you up, my friend. <laughs> I said, Appreciate how about, it. said, how about Andrew? Yeah, he's a good egg. Jerk off that catches shirts at EVR. No, I, not I, even I, catches shirts. Like fucking boxes up I shirts. Remember that you put birthplace of plastic on a mix CD for somebody, and I said he's a real fan. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. Damn it! I'm. I have a practice space in our old practice spaces now, which is exciting. And a lot Wait, of which one? Albany. The, the one on Pearl Street. The one we we always had. Yeah. Wow, in interesting. The, hooker, hooker fucking practice space still open, huh? <laughs> the hooker practice space is still open, and I still walk by a door and hear a sole single man singing along, singing a, with an acoustic guitar. And thank God the door is locked, because I'm going to go in like Jim Belushi one day and smash that shit. I, like, that place had such a fucking sordid history. There was six months there where... Oh, yeah. Somebody, all right, so to paint a word picture for those of you who had the good fortune to not hang out on South Pearl Street in Albany, um, actually not even, this is like Manans. You, you, it, this looks like the movie Judgment Night. It's like a fucking place you, it, if you told a blind man to paint you a picture of a place you don't want to be, he would draw a, a reasonable facsimile yeah, of it's this. Like, it's like Blade, um, if, if Rob Halford starred in Blade Runner instead of Harrison Ford. Yeah, exactly. And, the, and the, with the look he was sporting from the Turbo Lover video, and everything was like the sky was red at night. It's, That's yeah, what it it's, looks like. It's straight gnarly. So this place was a big warehouse that had no heat that was broken off into what probably like 30 or 40 practice rooms gotta be 40, um yeah. broken up very badly like i'm i'm quite certain that if you kicked a hole in the drywall you'd kick straight through to the other room with no insulation in between that's great um, very cold very unfair um, i had beer I had a, they have a vending machine now that has beer in it oh wow and they're finally uh catering to the audience it's great but uh so somebody went in there at three in the morning one day with a crowbar and just opened up like fifteen rooms and just cleared it out. Like that was that was like the Albany aggressive music scenes nine eleven. Oh, it really was. Like, people uh, that was everybody knew on too. the fucking like on the news, literally just crying, being like they took all my shit. And <laughs> I work at a fucking Dairy Queen. Like I can't get more shit. Are you serious? You know how long I saved for that Saldano? That line uh, six pod. Yeah, like all my line six shit is gone. You know how long um, I had to explain to my parents what I wanted for Christmas? Line <laughs> 6 pod, an Ibanez blue voodoo with fucking with seven string. The Fuck fucked yes. up thing oh, no. is that <laughs> everybody knows who did this, mm -hmm. but nobody could ever prove it. Yep. <laughs> so it's just like, it's just it. Everyone, just, everyone knows yeah. and nobody can do anything. It's wonderful. So that happened. And that was a, was a bad scene. Oh, yeah. And then, like, three months later, people show up there, and there's just, like, a seized-by-police fucking sticker on the door because in the back-back, 
uh, was uh, like a massage. Like I want to say massage parlor, but really was a room where you would go and get jerked off. Uh, yeah, and and they was... got busted, and so everybody had their gear in there, but nobody could get in because the fucking police had the buildings seized. So that was like the Albany aggressive music scene's second nine eleven. Oh yeah, when nobody had their shit and they couldn't get in there, you would like call the guy and he would show up there at like eleven at night to let you into the building, but they'd shut the power off, so you needed to bring flashlights to get your stuff out. It was like I remember that. And then it was wild. Yeah, it was this uh they were doing uh, ads in the Metroland, I think that was. Yep. I remember that. It was great. Yep. Burning Bridges was recording an album next door. And we couldn't, oh, fi- is that right? couldn't finish the album. Oh, oh dude. But oh. then we ended up finishing it. Oh, oh. dude. Oh. oh dude. Hardcore, no, hardcore keeps going, man. I'm going to stop for anyway. I have a great, speaking of football, let's get back to football for a moment. Yes, please. I am the uh, one of the administrators on my job's social media account. Cool. Sounds like a deep responsibility. It's very deep. Today, I woke up this morning and found a funny video, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to share this video. And I shared it to the uh, work account, which is read by families of people of children with developmental disabilities. Uh, do you want to hear what video I I, uh, I shared on there? Please. Okay. And the Redskins put a spy on Dak Prescott. He starts to come and then he pulls out and he's uh, his eyes are just locked. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts to come and then he pulls out. He starts So that's what I shared um, on my work Facebook. For and I did it. It was up there for a good five minutes. Did you intend to do no. it on your work Facebook? No, not at all. But I oh, did. okay, I that makes did, sense. I don't know how it happened, but it did happen. And uh, didn't hear anything about it, which doesn't speak to our uh, web traffic. But uh, or maybe I'll go in Monday and be fired. Either way. There was something else that happened on Sunday. There was another, yeah, like another fucking double entendre that I don't, I wish to fucking God I could remember it right now. It was something that stopped me in my tracks. I was like in my living room walking across the floor. I was like, whoa, holy <laughs> shit. Like, these dudes are so, like Troy Aikman, these dudes are so white that. Oh, yeah. Troy Aikman's been hitting the head plenty of times. He can't, yeah. like, it's, it's a miracle he can put four words together. It's fucking wild, but. Damn. <laughs> how do you say that and not laugh? If you're Joe Buck, how do you how are you not just like tapping him on the shoulder and That's laughing? the thing. Like it, like okay, so I get it. The person who's speaking is speaking in front of like millions of people. He's you know, it's not like it, he's running on instinct. There's somebody sitting next to you who like has to be like, "Oh fuck. Like now do I, do I let this fly? Is that it? Do I just pretend that didn't happen?" Plus a mil- like at least a million dollars worth of personnel. In a trailer, who or, who I have to talk into your headset and be like, "Hey, Troy, uh, that was uh, that's not that you know, shouldn't say that." Yeah, maybe don't do that. Anyway, yeah. 
<laughs> really happy that went on your work uh, work Facebook. No, it was great. As you were talking about being an admin on there, in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is gonna this is gonna play out so nicely. <laughs> At like three in the morning, like some fucking real depresso shit is gonna wind up on no. your work Facebook. <laughs> I'm sleep. I go. You know, it's this this domesticity that I, I've uh, imposed on myself living with Young Box. I go to bed at like 11 o'clock now. God, that's so nice. 10, 30, 11 o'clock. It's so nice. And I have a really warm blanket. Sleeping in a, in a bed with someone else every night is weird for me. I don't get it. Like, I, it I get like, like the concept. Bed, right? You're not going to depress me and say that shit. What? It's not like a twin bed, right? You're not going to make me sad. <laughs> no. We have a very nice place next time you come up. You Perfect. Come. Okay. Wonderful. No, wonderful. It's, it's a big bed. It's fine. Not a twin bed. But I only sleep on a sliver. And uh, she has the rest of the bed to do whatever she wants. You know, I wake up. She's cooking. Whatever. You know. Sewing. Whatever she does there. I don't really pay a lot of attention. Um, and, uh, but it's like, I, I went like chill just like roll over and touch me and I'm just like ah, I can't I can't I, I get all weird about it I you gotta s- let that shit go that, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a fucking main event no, if you don't let you, no, that shit go I love being touched it doesn't it has happened more than the past, these past you know five months than it has ever so it's nice very touchy but I have to get used to it I'm used to sleeping all, all by myself or with a with a lap, laptop next to me or some stuff. Well, down. this is sort of the thing, though. If, like, me and Gab have a, a fantastic sleeping arrangement where we do not, like, well, you know, whatever, we go to sleep. All right, hey, good night, cool, it's good nothing. night. There is no contact. Wow. We sleep, like, basically in the fetal position, facing away from each other at the edges of the bed. Just to make sure that there's no kind of because neither of us can fucking sleep with that cuddle nonsense. <laughs> that's that's some bullshit. I'm like fucking, no, do not touch me during sleep. I will not touch you during sleep, and everything's gonna be hunky dory. You never like want to just fall asleep holding each other. No, we did that once. We did do that one single time in the ten years we've uh, we've been together. Ten years. Wow, yeah. that's the real anniversary. Yeah, that's true. My it's coming God, up very shortly. That's fucking great. Are you gonna have it a big celebration? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hire Los Lobos, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna get a fudgy the whale cake. Los Lobos is busy, but you uh, hire Los Lonely Boys instead. <laughs> I highly doubt that Los Lobos is busy right now. No, I'm no. quite certain they're available. They're filming La Bamba too, and wow. uh, it's fucking it's gonna be a big smash. So, where are you gonna have this? Uh, where are you gonna have this fucking party? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. All right, all right. Welcome to Gabri and, and Andrew's party. We've hired Los Lonely Boys. Hey, isn't this a great party? Oh, I can't believe they've been together for ten years. Yeah, I can't believe they didn't show up at their own party. It's so yeah, weird. They're not here. It's really I... like them though. Where are they? They they must have gotten in a bad Uber. Boy, Los Lonely Boys sure are tight. Man, I wonder if I can get a... Los Lonely Boys? Oh, we all know. Wow, they sound just like the CD. The singer looks like Kirk Hammett. 
Wow. Boy, the cash bar. Cash that? bar? What the fuck? Cash right. bar? Yeah, very much cash bar. Cash bar? Oh, Jesus. All right. Here they are. They just say, hey, everybody, they're here. Oh, body doubles. Our assassination oh, doubles. Oh, fashionably late. I don't know how I'm going to get through this without crying. I can't wait till the mic comes to me. I'm going to talk about my first time seeing them both naked. Wow. I was afraid the tree limb was going to give. Wow, they keep playing the same uh, I'm, song. I'm oh. begging you to turn this off. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm oh, begging. I'm lonely boys. The... Please stop playing. Andrew has something to say. Please stop. <laughs> I would be doing sound. I would just fucking turn them off. Turn it all the way down. There's <laughs> no sound. That's why That's why you're late. You're out of fucking aneurysm setting up doing the sound for your own celebration. Fucking okay. Oh, you want you want you want how many mic? How many drum mics do you need? Oh my god, you have a three Get piece. Instead of somebody else walks on, who the fuck is this? Who don't fucking step on the cables, idiot? Hey man, where did I? I'll have you know, we won a Grammy. Los Lonely Boys. <laughs> god damn it. Uh, do you want to take some of these questions? We got. Uh, he has. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> I'm um, play it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's take some of this. You know what's funny? So my uh, I moved my good chair over to the computer, and I'm sitting in the good chair, and it's exciting. Mm. But now the screensaver has come up on my computer, and I only reached a keyboard. And when I press the button to try and turn it, it just changes the screensaver. It doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> it's not fucking helping me right now. <laughs> Okay, do you want me to start on the questions and then you can... Uh... Yeah, fire away. I, oh. I've been in a, a dark and introspective mood today. Really? So, Why? Uh, let's go, let's I, dig I, into I that. Apologize. I apologize. You, know, you just never just had a dark, introspective day. I like them. Uh, I think they're good. They're yeah, helpful. There's, rec- there's four years of recorded evidence of me having many dark <laughs> and introspective... <laughs> Why did I just ask you that question? That's weird. <laughs> dark and introspective, that's me. Uh, thinking about the hell I've created. Self-imposed hell I've created for myself. <laughs> The yawning hell mouth of my life. <laughs> you know, I um I went to my old apartment today to pick up some things. Excellent. And because uh, I have a lot of shit that I still need to get rid of, but I'm taking it slow because you know, whatever. Um, and my new my old roommate who took over my room, uh, took me in the room and showed me around and said, "Thank you, for whatever reason, I've had the greatest week of my life since I moved into this room." What? He's apparently he's uh he's fucking putting in extra time between the legs, if you know what I mean. Wow. And he said, That's my spirit. There's a lot of mileage in this room and I'm glad I was gonna say, yeah, you <laughs> fucking put it through its paces. <laughs> using the mattress. I left the mattress there and he's using it. So that, that mattress continues to please. Oh, that mattress is a woman lure. It's like a woman it's like a quick it's a quicksand for women. Or they lay in it, and they're always like, oh, your bed is so comfortable. Like, yeah, it is. It's like, yeah, you know what else is comfortable? The pipe. What? <laughs> the pipe. Right there. You know where it's going. I'm, I've, then I pull open my robe to reveal full attention. I'm happy you were wearing a robe in this scenario. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And then I change in the little hallway there. I and I appear in a robe. I'm like, oh, you really, you're really getting comfortable. I don't know what kind of woman you think I am. It's, I know it's three a.m. on a Tuesday, but I don't know what kind of woman. I, you think I, I got you a robe too. Yeah, you want to chiffon? Want to change into it? 
She's like, oh, well. And then I was like, that would require you disrobing. And then the rest is history. <laughs> See, you should have a room where you've got these robes, but you also have a Japanese paper room divider that she can disrobe behind. <laughs> or there had one, at one point there was a, uh, a fabric divider. <laughs> oh, that's true. You actually did have a weird fabric divider. Yeah, this okay. was the time of the privacy curtain was in a particularly intimate time in my life. Women were drawn to the mall. Oh, she's like, oh, this is so cozy. They used to say co- cozy a lot. Oh, this is so cozy. And I said, you know what else is cozy? The pipe. The pipe. <laughs> <laughs> the pipe and your slide. Perfect together. <clears throat> I'm sad right. that slide didn't catch on the same way Cuddy did. Give it time. You know, you gotta you gotta use it in action a couple times. I will. I've used it in action plenty of times. Um, let's start over the softball. Yo, Patrick lives in New York now. Welcome back. Get that dude on the drive. Just lie and tell him you listen to Drug Church. You don't actually have to do it. Well, uh, no. Tomorrow. Our man is playing in Albany. You going? I might. You might. You should. I might. That's inter- good idea. I might intercept him, and I might get. Um, him, I might get him to do a liner for us. Hey, this is Patrick. Fucking, I can't. He has ten songs, I think, or twelve songs, or something. He needs to put vocals on, and I'm. Okay, I got my shit. I'm like, I'm ready to rock and roll. Just let me know, like, yeah. when. I can't even get this motherfucker to commit to a night to put vocals down. The fuck am I getting him on a podcast for you? Serious? Like, if I get a, him with a microphone in front of him, like, trust it's not going to be us hey. fucking telling waka wakas. He's going to be fucking doing his vocals. I think he maybe he needs some waka wakas. Yeah. I don't think so. Why would he move I back think to- he's. He is swimming into the abyss of mental illness in a really real, real way. It's, oh. uh, it's nice. It's I, fun. I, he's, I, I, we have a lot in common then. I can help him. I can be his mental. I can be his mental this health guy. sponsor. <clears throat> Let's go to him tomorrow and be like, "Hey, man, I hear you're going through some shit." Please do that. I will. <laughs> I, Please, it would be so funny. Please do. That. I'm gonna. I'm gonna show up tomorrow, random ass. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's not. Uh, he's already opening for some of Albany's finest tomorrow. So it was right back where he started. What a yep. be- what better time? Circle is complete. What better time to just walk over and be like, "Hey, man, I hear you're uh, hear you're really going through it." Welcome, um, welcome what was your weakest Thanksgiving experience? I'm not a big holiday guy, so I think yeah, I all... honestly have no fucking idea. Like, they're weak. I, I get purpose. that people like Thanksgiving because you get to eat, and like, I get that, I understand it, <laughs> but it's not something that impresses memory upon me. It's just like, yeah, I went to someone's house and it was too hot in the house because they were cooking all day, and uh, that was it. And I, I ate and I went home. Plus, is this the only time I, this year you ate? Yeah, I've had way better meals than Thanksgiving, like consistently better. The big narrative this year has been like, oh, I'm gonna have to deal with my racist uncle. You don't. No, you don't. A, you don't have to go, and B, you don't have to talk to him, and C, if you if he says racist shit, you can go, oh yeah. Like all those options are available to you. Yeah, you know, and, and you feel free to disagree because disagreement it's, will save us as yeah. a race of people. It's Thursday night at nine thirty, and everyone's full. 
you might not need to fucking take a stand against your fucking uncle about the oil pipeline at Standing Rock. Like, it might just be one of those things that you just kind of let it go. People I are big on that pipeline. I don't need, I'm so... People loving that pipeline. Kristen Erwitz on his way there right now. Is he really? He is. To do what? Play guitar? Uh, no, he's going to be blasted in the face by a water cannon and lose his arm. I don't know. Uh, we, should, we should call him. <laughs> we should are you, are you going I mean are you going there for the gram man are you really gonna like take a stand against armed like fat white armed cops that is uh, that's more or less what's going on I mean you could just check in to there on Facebook that's what everybody else is doing and it's I, eat, and it's just and it's people just people got really uh, sour at me that I was checking into every place <laughs> other than great. standing rock it was so good I wanted to check in at Denny's I did. I checked it at Denny's and Appleton. It was great. It was my entire Facebook feed was divided by people who really thought that I was in like fucking Akron, Ohio, being like, I'm almost there. You're experiencing and, uh, that great twinge when I check in somewhere that I'm not, and people are like, Holy shit, you're yeah. here, dude. But then Best like ever. the other half were people who found it really disrespectful. Like, it was just I don't know what to do for either of you. It's, it's wild. Look, it, it is I know a lot of very literal people. I mean that's I mean, okay, fine. It's yeah, just, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's comedy. It's fine. It's funny. You were doing it to be funny, and you're doing it to prove a point that you you're doing nothing when you do that shit on Facebook. When you're you're yelling into the you're you're opening your window and yelling. That's what you're doing, and nobody's listening. Yeah, no, not even a little bit. No, we're all strangers. We know all the same people, oh. yet we're all strangers. It's it's great. I mean, it's uh, people. I think that conflict is this big, like abuse. Like you, if you if you like, uh, if I if I disagree with somebody, I'm I'm somehow call, I'm somehow somehow abusing them or being like you know down. I mean, it's just it's just I don't agree. That's one of those yeah. That's one of those bizarre things. Like conflict is yeah. Conflict is not abuse. Like uh, diverging opinion is not abuse. It's a conversation. That's uh, you should try it sometime. It's well, we, worth a shot. It's great. And if you disagree, that's great. Yeah, it's and wonderful. That's fine. I mean, but be, I mean, then friends usually agree, and that's what makes you friends. And then you because you have common interests, and that's fine. But don't. I mean, the, the drive to try and convince people. I mean, you're never going to change anybody. This yeah. next, the next four to eight years is going to be like a big reality show, and things that you never thought would happen are going to happen, and it's going to be fine because you can't do anything about it, so it's fine. Um, having, keep having basement shows, whatever. All right, so I can't remember if we actually talked about this or we didn't. I know for a long time, I, every time we would record, I would hang up and like, "Fuck, I didn't ask about this." Oh, no, Hans, tell us about your karate stint in high school. <laughs> I think I've talked about it a long time ago, but in the spirit of our fourth anniversary, I will revisit the story. I <laughs> I started karate to get in shape for football. It really worked. Good idea. Really worked. God, I was in the best fucking shape of my life. I had abs. It was awesome. Um, my karate teacher was a guy named Mark Tolstrup. Who great name? Yeah, Mark Tolstrup. Who when he when he was teaching us told us about. Uh, his big claim to fame, where he kicked somebody's ass in a movie theater in Boston. And that was his like. It's like, yeah, I fucking. He used to swear and shit. He's like, I, I fucking kicked his ass, and uh, 
You know, because he was, you know, given this, he was giving a woman a hard time, like real, like Bronson Deathwish shit. I've, I bought a hook, line, and sinker because I was like seventeen years old, sixteen years old. I was like, wow, I want to do that. And then they had another guy named Ron who would just make us do ab exercises the whole time. And when right. someone would throw up, he'd laugh. It's really, I love Ron. Ex-military, perfect. He's like, <laughs> another one bites the dust. He always used to say, another one bites the dust. But I got really good at kenpo karate, like sparring. And uh, there's this one, there's this one guy named Hugh H H U G H. He was a janitor at our school, but he also went to karate. We were in the same karate class, and he's a fucking janitor in my high school. But when you saw each other in the halls, did you stop and like do a bow? Uh, no, I was very awkward. But we did like the nod, like, uh, uh, and then like. I remember I was, I was kind of like a cocksucker because we the whole thing was you hold the pad and they like do do their warm up and then they hold the like then uh, then they hold the pad and you do your warm up. Well, I would make him hold the pad first and I would do my warm up and then I'd walk away and I'd be like, "Thanks, Ooh. yeah." So, uh, but I remember we had this one thing. It was Friday nights, right? And they had an elimination round. Like you were up there sparring until you lost, and then someone else would come up, and I beat everyone in the class. And I had good moves. Nice. But then there was this one dude who was who used to go to my high school and had a transfer. His name was Ben Baker. And we used to go, but there was a rumor started about him that someone caught him jerking off in the bathroom. Excellent. And it was so bad that he had to leave school and go to Lake George instead. Jesus. And like get bussed there by because his parents threatened to sue the school, so that he had to get bussed there by Glenn's fault. So. But he, I was one of the main, because I was fucking metalhead cocksucker. So, I, of course, I was the biggest one to make fun of him. And there he was, right? Oh, fuck. And it was like, kumate, 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 kumate. Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, what the fuck is Ben Baker doing? But Ben Baker got fucking huge. Ben Baker wasn't playing around. He was always pretty good at sports, but he was also a wimp and a nerd. So we'd push him around. Between him and Dimitri Glavis, I don't know how I'd have survived. But, um, fucking, it was like, like, it was great. And then we got in, like, this weird, almost kind of fight, and everybody was really encouraging it to happen. And he would do this thing where he'd put his hand out, like, to distract me, and I'd, I kicked his hand. with like, <laughs> and, his, and his glove flew off. <clears throat> And they tried to stop the fight, and he's like, went down to he went down to pick up his glove, and I pushed him down. Oh and man! And they're like, "Whoa, whoa, guys, cool it!" What the fuck is Ron doing during this whole thing? Ron's supposed to be fucking keeping the peace, he's laughing, fucking smiling, and nodding, calling us like, "Great!" Oh yeah, calling us like like uh, anti homosexual slurs, that kind of thing. Great, really good between Ron and Mark Tolstrup. It was oh, I Jesus one karate and fucking Glens Falls. Oh, it was... a snapshot, a life. The Ron, I remember Ron had a gigantic tuft of chest hair that would come out of his gi. Ew. It was almost like a, almost like he he put on his gi and then he pulled it out. He <laughs> was like just to show how fucking macho he was, and he always used to preach the gospel of Benny the Jet Urquidez, who he always used to be like, you know, uh, Dave from Van Halen. He's the guy who taught him how to jump kick. That was his, that was the big like selling point. And I'm like, well, I guess you know, Dave, what the fuck? Diamond Dave can jump kick pretty <laughs> high. So and he's like, yeah, and he made us all like get like buy the book from him of Benny the Jet Urquidez, which I still have on my bookshelf. Wow, Jesus. and they, Mark Tolstrup wrote my my parents were like, you know, 
this was just around the time where my mom started working full time and we were making a ton of money. So my mom was like, you know, uh, he really likes doing karate class, but you know, it's getting steep, you know, it's like hundred bucks a month, whatever. At the time it was a lot of money, 93, 94. And, uh, so they worked out a deal where I would come in on the weekends and clean the karate school. Oh, wow. That's when you're supposed to like, that's when you're supposed to get good. You're supposed to learn by cleaning the, well, the principles that are used on the mat later. Yeah. Well, it was okay, but I didn't know how to wax a floor. So I just should have called my father. He's got a, he's got a note or two. <laughs> so what I did was I just sprayed, I just put wax on the floor and then spread it around the mop. And it made it, and this was right before the Saturday night class showed up. And it was, they made the, the floor impassable. <laughs> and it was so slick. People kept falling. And someone fell, having a white gi, and someone fell on their knee, and it was all dirty. They're like, oh, oh shit. It's like when, uh, like in Naked Gun, where OJ keeps like getting burned. And like, oh, no, no. The best scene where he's like, gets paint on his, on his coat. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> and um, that was a short lived thing. And then they're like, well, what do we do? You know, so they let me roll the discount, but I was like the worst cleaner ever. And I remember one day I came in late and I interrupted Mark Tolstrip's, Mark Tolstrip doing Tai Chi. And he was like very mad at a, at a young, like a young person, like way too mad. You know, years. Like, they got like inappropriately mad at me. That the whole point of Tai Chi is you don't get inappropriately mad no, at children. No, nope. He was. I think there was some drugs or something going on between him and Ron. Yeah, this place seems fucked up. Well, um, it was later that year. I think he was under a lot of stress because later that year it was leveled to make the Taco Bell on Glen Street. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there we go. So every time I'm at the Taco Bell on Glen Street, I still do my, like, I still hear the pan flute. (laughs) You still bow as you walk into the Taco Bell. It's still sacred ground. It's where I got my yellow belt. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, wow. All right. Well, that's uh, I finally know the story. Yeah, it was awesome. And I got really good at being a safety because uh, I was really fa- really fast on my feet and my I think I've my body has benefited from that. I've always been pretty agile for a big dude. So I think Good for a foot race. Yeah. You know, it's cool, whatever. Um Um let's see. My boyfriend keeps making me listen to this stupid shit. Can you at least get Gabri back on? Man, why are you so fucking mean? What do you mean? You know? Jesus, so mean. Yeah, but you still listen. Let's talk to your boyfriend for a second. What's what's your deal? You feel bad about yourself? You're spending time with this woman who's mean? Yeah, why? Yeah, exactly. Who's mean? Why would you date a woman who's mean? It'd be nice. The stupid shit. It's like there's plenty of nice women out there. Oh, I'm sure the fucking... Mean. Oh, yeah, we're mean. way better than the fucking... We're way worse than the weaker thans or whatever stupid <laughs> shit you make him listen to. <laughs> Hey ho music. Yeah. Um and hey ho, I have a beard, friends forever, fucking jibber jabber that you make him listen to in the car. I got a problem actually. Okay. I I I've I've grown a beard for like, I don't know, like two months now. I've uh I gave up shaving like two months ago. Fucking awesome. Uh it's fine, it's whatever, I like it. It's so far I've I've done the beard thing in the past and it almost always comes out very bad. For whatever reason this time like a a, a good grooming regimen it's working out pretty alright. But there's a dude I, like, peripherally know who is sort of on the same thing, and I think he is uh, the corniest. Like, <laughs> uh, the corniest. Like, not the corniest, uh, the corniest. Like, he's, he's a force of corny nature, and 
I see a picture of him, and every time I see it, I want to fucking shave, and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. This dude is such a fucking dingbat. It's ridiculous. Just, just think of me and how cool I look with my beard. Yeah, that's, that's a rough scene. I don't know. I know, I know one day it's going to be like 8 in the morning, and I'll be like, uh, you know, I don't really have to get to work for a while, and I'll, like, I'll, I'll open Instagram and be like, fuck it, never mind, <laughs> goodbye, and like I'll, I'll go full clean shaving for like six months. That's good. Um, full shave like would you shave your whole body yeah 100 percent. yeah really fucking, do you shave yeah, down there i don't think no, I've i ever don't asked you. but i will after that wow i'll go full hairless for some reason i thought that since you have like a you, you have a hang-up i thought either you would no <laughs> i have a hang-up no you shower immediately after sex so i figured that you oh hang-up. god that's not a real thing fuck Jesus. oh it isn't no oh um well, now i'm disappointed Although, to get back to the original point of this mean woman's question, yeah. Um, Fuck this yeah, we'll have Gab on either next week or the week after. Uh, the hard part is, pardon me, <clears throat> the hard part is that we can't do it when Skype is involved. It's like a one or the other situation. So that means we've got to be in the same room. Um, but we'll part. also, we'll be up there for Christmas doing Christmas shit. So in the next few weeks, we'll, uh, we'll get her on and you can stop being fucking mean for six minutes and give your boyfriend like a nice day. Why don't you give stuff. him a break? Because it sounds like you're the type of woman who's got him in mental chains. Yeah. And you, you're like, you, you probably like that. So you no, like that shit. Don't I've you? got him wrapped around my finger. You fucking in a group chat with all your, your girlfriends. You're like, he fucking woke up and didn't even say goodbye the right way. And fucking, <laughs> you'll talk about it for an hour. Yeah. Oh shit! Well, the he, recording device just fell. Well, I hope I don't lose you. Oh, you got gotcha. It's like, well, he fucked me, but it wasn't like he's not like really fucked me. I just sorted it. Yeah, complaining about shit you don't have to complain about. He works hard, so you both can have a life. He's worth a deuce. Um. Yeah. A Seahawks G-Men playoff is looking more and more possible each week. Will this be the schism to end the drive? No. Like, I didn't want to fucking jinx it, but, like, it, it is looking pretty decent. The odd man, I, it's driving me nuts how fucking, uh, how well the Cowboys are playing with fucking, whatever the fuck his Dak name is. Dak Prescott. Dak Shepard. Dak Shepard. <laughs> Like I actually I like it because it really exposes Tony Romo for being like a total farce. <laughs> you know, like it's I like that a lot. I like that he's come back and he's being like, well, I guess I'll hold the clipboard. It's okay. Um, I dig that a great deal. I also like that he's talking about going to Denver. You're not going to fucking Denver, dude. If you're going to Denver, you're bringing people water. You can't stay healthy for more than fucking three games. <laughs> um, so I was hoping. I yesterday I had to fucking watch the uh the cowboys and the fucking redskins and i had to root for the redskins which felt fucking terrible felt like i was eating sand it's like a fucking awful stupid (laughs) feeling that i can't believe is a real thing it's just fucking terrible it hurts um it hurts yeah her cousins is like a sad man (laughs) it's really bad (laughs) captain kirk Captain Kirk can't fucking can't get it together. Yeah. I mean, uh, although after I turned the game off, it seems like they had a little bit of a comeback. But yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this will be. Uh, I'm hoping this will be the situation that that finally tears us apart. No, no, and I don't think anything will tear us apart. However, if that is a Seahawks G Men NFC uh, NFC Championship game. Uh, please believe we'll be doing a live podcast. Oh hell yes, we'll be doing a in live the same podcast. room. And I don't care if I have to drive home after on Sunday. 
No, that'll be great. Same room. I haven't been down there in a while. We have to, I have to go down there um, for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, you haven't seen the place in a while. We bought the apartment next door. We knocked down the wall in between the two, and now we yeah. have this kind of mega apartment. It's yeah, gonna, oh, so I can sleep in a room now. Oh, well, we got four roommates, though. Oh. Well, I mean, who are... I mean, you know, if... Uh, who uh, are one of the roommates? Like, They're who? all Syrian immigrants. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that. You said that with such earnest, oh, like, oh, fuck, fuck that. Fuck that, God. Uh, I mean, we can talk. I said immigrants, but really, we know I mean refugees. Oh, well, I mean, what do they do? What is it? Well, let me guess. They, what, what? I don't know, really, what they do. I just, like, just kind of steer clear of them most of the time. Are any of them remotely attractive? Kind of let them know. They're all men. Right. They yell at each other a lot, I've noticed. See, it'll be cool. quiet, and then all of a sudden you'll hear, like, whoa! Like a big. <laughs> <laughs> what is this dust up in here? Oh my God, there's a dust up. And you open the door, and you're like, what's going on in here? And there's, they're playing dominoes for hours. That's all they do all day. <laughs> thank you, Andrew. We've, uh, thank you all. We've, uh, we're trying to find work, and uh, we do a domino to pass the time. And I was like, that's, you know, Andrew's like, that's cool. Cool, guys. Whatever, you know, like. Keep it down. Yeah. But they, like, get real, when Gabri's around, when Gabri's home, and not you, just Gabri, they get real friendly. All of a sudden, they come out of the room, all friendly. Oh, hello, beautiful woman from America. She's like, yeah, hey. It's It's funny. This is, like, a, a funny gag for us, but I know there's, like, four listeners in Germany who are, like, not funny. Not funny, I, not funny, not funny, not funny. It's like the odd couple. It's like can four Syrian refugees and a young uh, up-and-coming New York City couple get along? It's like sit- oh, sitcom really, gold. Be really good sitcom. You open the door at the same time. Oh, like the guy Khaled is his name. He's playing the drums in the living room. You walk out and like it's like six in the morning. You walk out covering your ears. What the fuck's going on here? It's like the open. He's playing. It's kind of like a cross between the Odd Couple and Perfect Strangers, a smash together <laughs> in a like a really politically charged way. I love Khaled playing the drums in the middle of the night. You come out to see what's going on. Khaled, what are you doing? Oh, playing the drums. We like music. <laughs> okay. Hey, not now. Oh, it's two o'clock in the afternoon where I'm from, asshole. Uh, um, <laughs> as long as we're talking about sitcoms. Okay. Uh, steal that idea and make that, please. Okay. Uh, Andrew, where did The Simpsons get good? What season should I start with? Just start right from the beginning. beginning. Right from the beginning, my friend. Go from seasons one through like, I don't know, I want to say like ten, but it's been a mile. I don't know, just once the animation changes really drastically and you can tell they start using computers, it gets a little off, but uh, yeah. I'll say seasons one through 12. The first Season couple four seasons. being the, the finest. Animation-wise, the first couple of seasons are beautiful. Yeah, like, really they good. Took, uh, you can tell. It's just like a band, like a band's first dent, like first real record when they're hungry still, they haven't made money yet. It's like beautiful. It's like It's just like anything else. Anything that's really good he always it always ebbs toward the earlier stuff. I always enjoy like I I I have, can't figure out a way to put this right, but I love when things brush up against the capacity of their talent. Yes, I really enjoy that a lot. And uh, yeah, you get that from The Simpsons. It was like it 
it shouldn't have been a thing and it was and it was just like oh fuck now what and you just had to kind of make it work i really enjoy that it used to be a a uh, part of the tracy ullman show little known mm-hmm. fact um season four episode nine mr plow is probably my favorite episode i think it's really good mr plow i like <laughs> laughing just thinking about it right now yes you should get the tattoo man i really should um all right i'm gonna go eat my thai food Okay. I've I've done the allotted hour. I feel like I've I've sat here for almost exactly one hour. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna go eat my Thai food now. What? How do you feel about that? Do I feel, feel great about, about that. that. You feel fine. good about that? Interesting. No, okay. it's fine. I'll have to double up on my misconnections next week. Oh fuck, that's right. Damn. It's okay, I found some good ones, but I'm gonna find even better ones. I found some sad Thanksgiving woe is me ones. However, <laughs> excellent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. Uh, you know, realistically, wait a couple days and do another one soon. So. Perfect. Uh, All right. You have anything you want to plug this week? Um, going to see Drug Church tomorrow. and Oh, God, I got my fucking dancing shoes on. He's going through mental problems. Make sure you make sure you point out that he's going through mental problems. Yeah, hey, I heard you're going through some shit lately. <laughs> I just want him to come back and finally record vocals and be like, why are you telling people I'm going through fucking mental problems? I'm not going to tell him Andrew said it. I'm just going to say word on the street is. Word on, word the, on the street. The kids say that you've broken down. Yeah, the kids say that you're, you're, the you're man entering your fugue state. You're you're entering your uh, singer of Life of Agony going through a, a, a transition phase. God, that'd be good. If only. If only. If only my, cool. my pal. I feel like giving him a hug. You should. I might. He hates it. He hates I me. Think he, I think he doesn't. I don't know why. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. I, I'm like, saying that. I've had some variant in this conversation like so many times that it's, it's, it, it makes me tired to think about now. Every time somebody brings, every time, for the, I, I know, it, it, I, I know, but every time I have the same thing. I was at a show two weeks ago and they're like talking about that show coming up and they're like, oh, are you going to go? I mean, I know like. You and Patrick. I'm like, I don't have any. I, if anything, I'm the asshole. I I still own 500 bucks. Maybe I'll bring him 500 bucks. That's you should bring him five. That'd be that would probably make him so fucking happy. Because I think he's broke as shit. But you know, I don't want to count his money in the air. I should do that actually. I'd be like, um, I know it's been a while, but uh, I told you, I never really said anything actually. But yeah, I guess I owe you this plus. This is like airline airfare plus interest. Here you go, pal. Sorry, it took me bad. so long. <laughs> not bad. That's what makes a man right there. That's it. You know, I don't think I forgot. <laughs> I, uh, I still have, uh, I still had that right on my books the whole time. Anyway, and all right. It's been a wonderful been... four years, and uh, here's to another four years and another four years. Yeah. How? How? When should we kill this? What do you think? Like ten years? We'll we'll reassess. Yeah, let's reassess in ten years. All right. Cool. Ten years. All right. So you guys got six more years of overnight drive coming at you, whether you like it or not. <laughs> we renewed our social contract, and here we are. Cool. All right. We'll be back next week, next Tuesday, possibly this Tuesday. I don't know when I'm putting this out. We'll figure it out. I fucked it up because when we did the live episode, I got ambitious and I dropped it right afterwards and it put us on our heels where we had to suddenly record and like post the same day. It was fucking stupid. I shouldn't have done it. So I'm going to I'm going to go back to doing what I should yeah. and put it up when it's supposed to We're go. We're going to record again Tuesday. It's going to be fine. I've That's got a lot of notes I didn't get to. We're good. Perfect. All right, then I will see you on Tuesday. All right. Be good.
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.